We are now three weeks into the season, and we've already given you a whole bunch of upset specials. What's today's upset special? Well, you're going to have to tune in and listen, because the pre-snap wagering show starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar premium now at linestarapp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey yo, what's up everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap wagering special. I am your host, and of course, my good friend Mike Randall is going to be joining me here, and uh, we are going to break down the slate in betting, in wagering, for week three in the NFL. Mike Randall, uh, some would say we are hot, others would say we are red hot, but it has been a very good week, outside of, of course, the quarterback injuries that killed pretty much everybody who had certain shares in those games. We got the Detroit Lions right last week, not only to cover, but to win outright. It's a good, good time to be alive, Mike. Until the clock strikes 12, we're going to keep this rolling. Stay with us. Ride the wave, baby. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. I like that. That's it. That's that's the t-shirt right there for the wagering show. Ride the wave. So, uh, Mike, honestly, a big attrition at the quarterback position. Chris and I talked about it on yesterday's DFS show, which, by the way, if you're playing DFS, make sure you're listening to that, too, and subscribing uh, to the DFS podcast for the pre-snap for a line star and make sure you're also downloading the line star app and using it and upgrading to the premium product because the tools inside of that for DFS and for wagering are so incredible. I'm telling you guys, uh, we use it during the show. We use it for prep for our shows and uh, you should be using it to prep for all your games too. But Mike, it was a, it was brutal. I mean, talk about a triage unit. And then as the week got on, you lose Cam Newton too. Then you had Eli Manning get passed over now for Daniel Jones. So now I feel like it's kind of like the wild West out there right now. The secret sauce is the Konami code, the quarterbacks that can run your Lamar (laughs) Jackson, your Dak Prescott. Those guys are playing on Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray's even thrown for over 300 yards last week at Baltimore, which is impressive, but old man river Roethlisberger breeze Newton, Eli, you're done. The Konami code, the youngsters have taken over. Yeah. Well, and then don't forget that youngster in new England too. Who uh, just keeps playing for? Well, if you had Antonio Brown, maybe Eli still be playing. Ben Roethlisberger. Well, Ben Roethlisberger has a ton of weapons, and oh, you know, injuries are injuries. I mean, there's nothing you do, but I mean, it's it just kind of makes you sit back again and go, my God, like he's going to play forever. He just is. Like it's just he's you know, when he says he's going to play till he's 45. I believe him now. You know, he said that a couple years ago. I was like, please, whatever. Now I feel like he's going to man. I I feel like. And and it's not even it's his contemporaries have already kind of retired. You know, you've had the the Peyton Manning crew and all that group. They've now gone by the wayside. And now this other crew that came in after Brady, it looks like they're kind of, you know, at least teetering on the way out. And meanwhile, this guy's ripping off these enormous games. It's unbelievable. It's just a crazy thing. But I'll tell you what, a couple of these guys, I think, have a puncher's chance in some of these games. So let's get at it. And let's start with the Atlanta Falcons coming off a big W on Sunday Night Football. Uh, they are going to travel to Indianapolis. Now, Indianapolis is favored by one in this game. Indy's played well, but Max dealing with a bit of a calf issue. So there's a little bit of concern there. And we all know the Vinatieri situation. Now, apparently he was supposed to retire on Monday and then it didn't happen. And I guess they said, hey, man, look, you suck. But everybody on the on the free agent wire sucks worse. And I don't know what's going on or how this is happening. But I can tell you, my concern, Mike, is 
I keep saying that the margin of error for the Colts is so small without Andrew Luck. I still think they're a good football team. They should be 2-0. and They're 1-1 and right now. Do you think that this Vinatieri injury is enough for you to go to the Falcon side of this game? It's part of the soup. So Vinatieri is a problem. Marlon Mack is now hurt. The Falcons are in a dome. Matt Ryan's well over 300 yards in dome. So it's not really your, your typical road game. I like the Falcons. I like Dan Quinn. It's only one and a half. It's still Jacoby Brissett. I agree with you. They've played very well. You've called it. They've played above their head. Frank Reich's a great coach. I like the one and a half. I like the Falcons in a dome. I think they have too many weapons. I'm going to take the one and a half, take the Falcons. Frank Reich is a good coach, and I think that they hit pay dirt there. They didn't get McDaniels. He backed out at the last second. And when McDaniels did that, I think that Reich was the right guy, and and they really lucked out there because it's a good, it's a good sound football team where it counts in some of those really underappreciated skill set areas. And uh, the number is 47. I actually kind of wonder, I think this has the potential to go over. What do you think? I like the over. I think there's going to be points scored in this game. Atlanta's yeah. defense, so I feel like I feel like you can get points whenever you need. You know, the Eagles were driving down there at the end of the game. You can get a couple drops. Sproles had a drop. I feel like the Eagles defense in a big spot there, you can get something. So I think the Colts will put up points, but I know the Falcons are going to put up points. So that's why I like the Falcons in the over. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. The Baltimore Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to start with the over-under in this one because the Chiefs D sucks. And the Baltimore Ravens defense is not what it was. And I and I want to keep shaking everybody. And I said this on yesterday's show, too. I've said it on the radio. This is not Terrell Suggs. This is not C.J. Mosley. This isn't Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. We have this notion in our head of what the Ravens defense was. And I'm not saying they're bereft of talent, but they're just not the same. And my concern is people are going to feel that. And they're going to look at this 52 and they're going to go, oh, man, that's an easy under because the Ravens defense will play a little tight there and keep it. And I don't think so. I don't get this feeling at all from watching this Ravens defense play. And Mahomes is just an absolute machine. I mean, the, he is far and away, I think, the best quarterback in the league. And I, I, I had arguments with people telling me Aaron Rodgers is going to take back over the number one spot. And I laughed in their face and all these other people they want to throw. Andrew Luck was. He's not even playing. It's, it's Patrick Mahomes' world. We're just living in it. Do you feel as confident as I do in the 52? Because I do, man. I think this is goes over and it's not even a tough one. Conflict is fun. I <laughs> love the under. Awesome. Let's game. do it. Okay, I what's your think, take on the under? Why? Here's the thing. I think the average person is going to say, Joey Gambler, if you will, is going to say Chiefs at home. Name. No, just kidding. <laughs> Chiefs at home, going to smash. Lamar Jackson putting up points. I think they're goading you into the over. The Ravens have what I call twirl ability. I used to do this, you know, beat the streak where you got to guess a guy in Major League Baseball to get a hit. And I always tried to avoid old man River who had the savviness, who could dial up a really good pitching performance. I agree. The Ravens have been a little up and down. I'm surprised they didn't put a hurting on Arizona last week, but I think their defense has twirl ability. I think they step up here in a big way. Eric Fisher, not there for the Chiefs, is a big deal. They will get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. On the other side, I think the Chiefs are going to contain Lamar Jackson. He's going to be on the road in Arrowhead, which is really tough. I love the under in this game, really do. And this is what makes the show great, because you just got two very informed, solid opinions, and we want you to go out there and make your decision based off that. And I'm right. So let's move on. to. <laughs> I kid you, Mike. I love you. I kid. We're going to, you know what? I'm serious though. That is that I love debate. And I think it is awesome when two people have real strong opinions about things because 
there's nothing worse than everyone always agreeing with each other on any of these shows and stuff like that. We need to bring that up because it's good because that's what arms people to go out there and make good decisions and dig even deeper. What do you think of this number? Uh, the Chiefs are favored by five and a half in this one. Yeah, I like the Chiefs in this one. I still think I you're not beating them in a harrow, arrowhead. I, I think you get a late touchdown in there. Mahomes puts one in. I don't know who he's throwing it to. Demarcus Robinson. Maybe me or you. He makes everybody really it's good. Anybody. It could be anybody, Mike. Any, I, any I, given moment. I do like giving the points. I don't quite think that the Lamar Jackson in his in his first full season here as starter can go into Kansas City and win. And by the way, I think Andy Reid unders in these spots and his tenure in the, with the Chiefs is something like 33 and 18. So it's an interesting game. I think it's low, lower scoring than you think, but I think the Chiefs put it away, win by seven, win by 10, something like that. So I do like the Chiefs giving the points. All right. Cincinnati Bengals at Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by six. Now it's great because we've been on the Bills wagon for the first two weeks of the season, and that has worked out very well. Uh, we got the upset week one. We picked them last week as well with the Giants. So now they're still in New York, but now they're at home uh, in upstate. They are minus six here against the Bengals, which is a pretty good size number. Um, I mean, you might say it's it's impossible, but it's it's a strong number. I think you have to sit down and really digest a little bit. I digested it, and I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I think that this Bills defense is for real. I think they're going to give Andy Dalton a heck of a time as well as some of those receivers too. I think Ross is in for a very long day with his matchup. So for me, I actually think the bills at minus six is okay. How do you feel about this one? I'm with you. I like the bills. You know, there's some people saying like, Oh, why is this line so low? You know, the Bengals haven't really played well. They just got blown out San Francisco folks. I mean, what do you want the line to be? I mean, Buffalo narrowly escaped against the Jets, but they did get a win. It's their home opener. This is a pick, Joe, with Sean McDermott. This is a pick with his past defense, with passing yardage so far in the NFL this year. Number one is Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Andy Dalton. He's going to have to pass. He's on the road against a great pass defense. Joe Mixon's banged up. Offensive line's bad. This is a pick with the Bills defense. I think Josh Allen just does enough. I'll give the six. All right. Now the number's 43 and a half. Where are you with that one? I do think it's going to be under. I, I do think it's going to be a little closer than people think. You know, we have old man River, right? Frank Gore in the backfield. TJ Yeldon's going to come out of the coffin to perform in this game. Singletary's <laughs> going to be banged up. I, I think it's a conservative game plan. I don't see the the Bills dropping like 25, 28 points here. So I do like the under as well. By the way, unders folks were 13 and three last week. Keep that in mind. But I will give the points, but I'll take the under. All right. This next one, I feel like we might fight about too, but let's find out. Green Bay Packers at home against the Broncos are favored by seven. I am thoroughly unimpressed with the Packers so far. Minnesota should have won that football game last week. And the week before week one, I was thoroughly unimpressed. Now, granted, it was the Bears defense they were facing. But these Aaron Rodgers lines going back even to last year where he's thrown for 200 yards and, you know, a touchdown and a half or two, whatever it is. You know, that's kind of like the where he is, the over under on the touchdowns now. Where is the old Aaron Rodgers throwing for 330 and three touchdowns? I don't see this guy anymore. And now I hear more, and maybe it's coach speak, about Jamal Williams touching the football more, maybe as much as Aaron Jones. I don't think that means Jones touches it less. And I guess here's my thing, man. I don't love the Denver Broncos, but if they could actually play a first half of football that was worth any bit of assault at all, then I don't see how they don't cover this number. I really don't. I like... Green Bay, I like their rush defense at home. 
I understand everything you're saying is valid. It's a very valid argument. But like you said, Joe, I think it's wrong. My rationale is I just think Joe Flacco is not going to be able to perform well enough. And Denver's defense is really a shell of what it used to be. 15th in efficiency against the run, 26 against the pass. And I looked up Vic Fangio when he was in Chicago. Really good defense, right? He gave up an average of 28 points at Green Bay to Aaron Rodgers. So you're right. I think people are way too high on the Packers. I just don't think the Broncos have enough to keep this close. Yeah, look, I'll tell you what, man. When you're looking at this week, this is one of those weeks where everything looks like it's a slam dunk. And you and I both know when we go into these weeks, you could come out of them going, oh, my God. Wow, I can't believe that happened. And I always feel like it's around week three or week four where we start to get a notion of where things are. And we go, "Okay, we know what's what. And then we get kind of slapped in the face with something. And I feel like Joe Flacco is going to slap us in the face. I just and you know what? You're absolutely right with the numbers are absolutely right on. This is more of a gut instinct kind of feel, but it's also kind of based in the fact that the Broncos really haven't played four quarters worth of football and they keep coming back at some of these games and making them real tight. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm just, I'm just not impressed with the Packers. So the number's 42 and a half. What do you feel like of this one? I, I kind of run away from this personally, because I just think this is going to be tight and I don't, I don't have a, a beat on this one in terms of score. What do you think of this number? No, running away because Rodgers was hot early and then couldn't even move the ball against Minnesota. I do believe in the Green Bay defense. I would say this, man, out of all the groups that we're looking at, offense, defense, or both teams, the one I have the most confidence in is not the Packers offense, it's the Packers defense. I agree. So I'm, ru- I'm running that away I agree with. All right, finally we agree. All right, let's see if, we gonna, if we're going to roll on this again. The Detroit Lions are heading to Philadelphia. The Eagles have all kinds of problems on the offensive line. Okay, that offensive line is not playing well. They've given up four sacks already. He's getting beat around. They haven't been able to – they don't have a guy yet in the first two games who has rushed for over – hasn't hit the 50-yard rushing mark, has not hit it. They're out of balance. They're out of whack. And now they've got no Deshaun Jackson, no Alshon Jeffrey. And I'm telling you right now, this six that the Eagles are favored by, you can have it all you want. I I think the Lions are, again – not only going to cover this, but I'm, I think they have a chance to win this game outright. I really do, Mike. Yeah, we're in agreement again. I don't like this at all. The Eagles defense, they're banged up on the front seven there. The offensive line has not been performing as it should. Carson Wentz, I think he's hot and cold. He doesn't have receivers there. It's going to be Zach Ertz for 15 catches and 159 yards and two touchdowns or nothing. I agree. They're not going to stop Kenny Galladay. They're good against the run. I get that. They're the second-best run defense, the Eagles, in in the league behind uh, Tampa Bay. But I agree. It's too many points. The Lions have played better. We talked about it last week. I didn't like the Lions when we talked in week one. But you know what? They've performed. They're going on the road here, playing at Philly. That's a lot of points. I will grab the points. I think the Lions can win this game. Yeah. All right. See, we're back on track. You and me, best friends again. Uh, The number is 45-and-a-half. That I don't want any part of. I just want the Lions. Like that's all I want. That's that's where I'm at there. Yeah, especially after last week when it was what 13-12 with the Chargers who have a big time offense. Like, you know, Patricia could dial something up here, but they're on the road. Yeah, that's a stay away from me. Now, it's funny. Did you get the same feeling I did that I I wasn't watching that wasn't the game I was watching, but I could see when it clicked into the fourth quarter what that score was in that game. And all I could think of is, man, the Chargers did not put them away. Yep. This is a bad scene. And you knew the longer that game stayed tight the more it favored Detroit. And sure enough, sure enough, there it was at the end. Uh, all right, here we go. This next one. Are you ready for this? You got your, <laughs> you got your dander up because this number, the Miami Dolphins in Dallas 
22 and a half. My goodness. You know, last week we thought the 19 was a big number. Now we're up to 22 and a half because it's a road game. Uh, Josh Rosen's going to play now. I don't know if that matters, but uh, does it matter to you? Are you comfortable with this number or is this one where you, you go the other direction here? It is the road. It is a tough place to play. Where are you, Mike? No, it matters to me because if Belichick doesn't play Brady late in that game and he, and they have the two defensive interception returns for touchdowns and he hits James White, that game is is 23 nothing. So now we're going to Dallas and it's Jason Garrett. It's not Bill Belichick. And you know they're going to take their foot off the gas because they're going to want to save Zeke and Michael Gallup's out. I like Josh Rosen. Joe, I think Josh Rosen actually pretty good. He was number 10 pick in the draft. He's never had an offensive line. I kind of like him. I think it's too many points. They're not winning the game. Let's not go nuts here. But 23 points. So if it's 30 to 10, I win. Sure. Absolutely. I'll take the 23. Yeah, see, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I was a little afraid of it last week, but everything we talked about of, you know what, Belichick doesn't take, especially in an in-division game, he's going to put his neck on somebody. I don't care if it was a guy he used to coach with. He, he doesn't care. He is the dark lord. He is Voldemort. He is all of those things. He does not care. And this one, I think, is another one where people are kind of just taking it for granted and going, oh, they're so bad. And they are. They're a dreadful team. And they just lost Minka Fitzpatrick this week. They traded him off to the over-under is 47 and a half, though. Where's your temperature there? That's a lot of points. I mean, they're, they're gonna. Ha- it's gonna have to be like what twenty eight. I mean, to get to forty. So you just gave man. me the, the you just gave me the thirty to ten score that I'm perfectly comfortable with, and that doesn't even you know sniff this forty seven and a half. Right. I think it's too high. I'm taking the under. <laughs> I I, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to put their – I mean, this is a team that still held the Patriots fairly low in the first half, and that's the Patriots here. You're right. It's it's the Cowboys. I don't think they have that killer instinct. They don't have to. I like the under. I think it's way too many points. Wasn't that 13-0 in the second quarter at one point? Right, exactly. I I know. They're home. I get it, but still. (laughs) There was a lot of people panicking at one point who had the 19. They were like, oh, God, like where are we right now? And then it got out of control. And that might happen again, but I, I kind of I, I side with you. I think eventually some professionals start to have a little bit of self-respect for themselves. And maybe the road game is what they need, like maybe just to get out of Miami and just get out there for a little while. All right, the New England Patriots have a rivalry game here with the New York Jets and whatever quarterback they can find. Now it's going to be Falk here. Man, oh, man, the Jets just, you know, same old Jets. Here we go. It's like every, the season's basically over for them already. This number 22. Now, this is another huge number. Belichick's not going to take his foot off the pedal with the Jets either. But uh, do you feel like the Jets, because it's that division rivalry game, because it's, you know, still got a little heat there, that they kind of find a little self-respect or they figure out a way to kind of at least maybe even in garbage time just show a little respect for themselves? Or do you think the 22 is comfortable? They covered the 22 in the opener against Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, who are definitely better than the Jets, led by yep. Luke Falk. So why they, am I going to go there? They, I'll take, I'll take the, the 19 the last week. I mean, they, right, they, they right, covered like, everything. They, they covered they're 40 home, last the Jets. <laughs> Belichick wants to stick it to the Jets. There's motivation here. No, I'm going to give those points. Uh, and then the number's 43 and a half for the Jets and Pats. That's a stay away. 35 to 7. Do we really want to be there? I, I No chance. I'm going to stay right. away. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right, Oakland Raiders at Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Vikings, I think, are a very good football team. They are favored by more than a touchdown here. Uh, eight for the Vikings here. Dalvin Cooks carried the ball 20 times two weeks in a row. He has looked incredible. You can make the argument he's a top three running back right now in fantasy and in reality. And I think the Oakland Raiders are going to have a tough time going into Minnesota and competing here. So I'm actually comfortable, despite 
my concerns with Kirk Cousins, and they are real. They were not real in the preseason because I kind of brushed that off. When they started to carry over into the regular season and how he basically just wet the bed at the end of that Packers game, Mike, I don't know, man. If it wasn't the Raiders, I wouldn't feel comfortable, but because it's the Raiders and because that defense is crap, I think that the Vikings, I think they're okay with the eight. What do you think? Raiders one in seven on the road last year. Only win was 23 21 at Arizona. They give up an average of almost 29 points per game. Vikings at home blow them out. Easily give the nine. 43 and a half. Where are you there? Over. I think the Vikings will let them score a little <laughs> bit. They're going to pass a lot. Tyrell Williams has been okay. No, big win for the Vikings. This is a 30 spot for the Vikings here. Great matchup for Stefan Diggs, too. So yes, just he better be mind, too. If not now, when? He's got to get going. I know he's got yeah, a great but, route but runner, from, Joe. I know that, but like he's got to he, perform here. Well, you know, the quarterback's also got to start to perform, too. <laughs> I mean, true. he is. I mean, really. I mean, talk about regression. And this was a guy who had good numbers last year. He might not have always had the best outcomes, but numbers were there. The stats were there. Now the stats aren't there. So I get the identities change of this team, but geez, Kirk, can we get a hundred yard game out of you? I mean, God, is it asking too much? Is it asking too much, Kirk? I mean, that's all I want from you. I felt like I'm Jackie Mason for a second there. And if you get I that, you were doing Captain Kirk. Old. I thought that was a Star Trek reference there for <laughs> I could, it. It could be either one. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the Vikings, let me tell you, man, Stefan Diggs this week, I think he eats. I think he does well. He's got a good corner matchup there, so I like that. Carolina Panthers without Cam Newton. Apparently, the babush goes too tight, and it cut off the circulation, and now he's out. So now they're facing the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by two and a half, which is not surprising to me that they're favored by two and a half in this game. And I got to tell you, Mike, this game scares the hell out of me, but if you put a gun to my head, I think I think the Cardinals win this game. I really do. Absolutely. I got it at the Cardinals plus two and a half as soon as it came out. Kyle Allen, listen, I think he will engage the receivers more because Cam Newton's been horrific. So I think he's got some, you know, plays in him of fantasy. If you're looking at Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, I love the over here as well, but I think Arizona gets this one right. And I do think Kingsbury finally lets Kyler Murray start running a little bit, maybe steal that package from Lamar Jackson. Love Arizona to win outright. And I love the over as well before you even ask me. (laughs) <laughs> there you go that's what it is and and look Kyler Murray's been good Christian Kirk had a good game last week Fitzgerald's been very steady that that's no surprise to me I always thought that Fitzgerald would be that guy that would uh show out and and remind everybody just how good he was and if, if you're a rookie quarterback why wouldn't you want to lean on the Hall of Fame wide receiver because to me like Larry Fitzgerald hasn't shown any any real decline I mean he's not what he was 10 years ago but None of us are. Well, except you and me. We're awesome. We get better with age. We're like whiskey or wine for sure. But um, I just think that Larry Fitzgerald's just the key to once you get him going again, you're able to be competitive in games. We'll see what DJ does too. I'm kind of on the fence there. I really am. Like DJ, decent first game, second game had a little wrist injury. Is that the problem or was it? I don't know. All I know is I owned one share and it was an accidental share and I didn't want it. So here we go. New York Giants. It's the Daniel Jones era begins against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are favored by six at home. I'll tell you what, the number's 48. I like the over in this one because, man, this is not a defensive uh, struggle here, I don't think, between either of these teams. So what say you about the minus six? What say you, Mike Randall, about the 48? It's a get-right game for the Bucs. Bruce Arians lets it go. Get Roll with Mike Evans. Roll with O.J. Howard in the squeaky wheel game. Giants were horrific against tight ends last year. Danny Dimes and is going to come year, in. For the last five uh, years, they've been terrific. Horrific. Totally, totally yeah. agree. And the Tampa run defense with Todd Bowles has been excellent. Again, I said it before that the number one mm, run yep. defense and run defense DVOA football outsiders, 
So I think they're going to stuff Saquon a little bit. He'll get his with the receptions, but love the Bucks here in a get-right game. Jameis Winston, just don't turn it over, manage the game. Bucks win going away. All right, and you know, I, I'm telling everybody, you're, if you sit OJ Howard this week, you're picking the wrong week to sit him. Against the Giants is not when you sit OJ. Totally, I know it's yep. been frustrating. You got to get him out there. It's a double-digit lock. Mike Evans will be like you said. He's going to eat. Godwin's going to eat. It's going to be. It's going to be a big day for the Bucks. And I'll tell you what. I think Jones can actually. He's going to get Shepard back in this game, which is nice. And I think he'll play all right because, you, like you said, they they play pretty well against the run. And look what they did last week to CMC on the short week. So Los Angeles Chargers, who I've got no love for whatsoever, and they have no home field advantage. This one to me is another slam dunk. I think the wrong team is favored in this one. The Houston Texans, I get it. They didn't look great last week, but they always struggle at home against Jacksonville. Every single year, Jacksonville plays them close. They always give Watson a hard time. They have a good pass rush still, all of those things. This is the Chargers. LA is not a home field advantage. They have no home, okay? San Diego is their home. They should go to their home. And the Houston Texans, I think, I think they win this run running away. I think the three and a half, this is like the easiest game on the whole slate for me. So I'm fascinated to see where you're at with this one. Bad sushi game for me. I have indigestion when I have to pick this game. Everything you said makes sense. I am going to go with the Chargers because I still don't trust that Texans offensive line. And I don't like how they couldn't put any points up last week. They have a ton of weapons still. I get it. I don't feel great about it. Full disclosure, I will take the Chargers. I think they're really good. I think they get pressure on Watson here. But I think your take is very reasonable. I do. It's a bad sushi game for me. I And I understand that. I totally get that. I get why people are hesitant. But Eckler's been terrific. The Chargers, to me, are the team that it, going into this year, I think, is just overhyped, and they had a good run last year, and then they got punched in the mouth by the Patriots, and they came out like, okay, we were really close. We are kind of the measuring stick, whatever it is. And now this year, they're just missing too many pieces, I just think. And as good as, good as Eckler has been and he has been, they've had a lot of injuries, and I think it's very difficult for a football team to have a place where they play at home and there's no advantage whatsoever. There's no fan base. There's no crowd. There's no nothing. And I think the Texans are going to go in there after this quiet week and blow their doors off. I think Fuller is going to have a big day, but I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have 150 and 10 catches. I'm telling you right now, look out. It's going to be a laser light show. 47 and a half. I actually like the over here um, because obviously if I like the laser light show, then I got to be there. Are you on the over too? I'm on the over. A lot of talent here. I think Keenan Allen could have 13, 14 receptions in this game. Really do. A lot of points on both sides. Going to be fun to watch. This is the game you want a piece of in DFS. This next one's fascinating because I I, I don't think the Seahawks are a very good football team either. They're at home. They almost spit the bit at home week one against the freaking Bengals. Now they're favored by five against the Saints. And granted, the Saints are going in there without Drew Brees. And I don't love Teddy Bridgewater, at quarterback, but Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are still elite talents. The defense still has a lot of playmakers on it. This to me is a tough one because five is that number. I, I wish it was, a, I wish it was seven. If it was seven, I think I'd be all in there, but the five is where I kind of hesitate. How do you feel about the five? I'm going to take Seattle. Those five numbers we talked about, Joe, they can be really frisky. They are. The issue for me is that the Saints defense is non-existent. They are 32nd against the run, 22nd against the pass. Rashad Penny looked pretty good last week, so he gives them a nice little change of pace option. Playing at Seattle is always tough. We had Peyton come out this week, say, Taysom Hill, how do you know he's the number two? He's got some package in there. 
I get it. It would be a Herculean coaching effort by Sean Payton. Maybe it's close in the first half, but to me, if you're going to go up there and smack around with Seattle, you better bring the heat on defense, which they have not been able to do. And if they can't do it, I don't know why we're going to start in Seattle. I agree. I think it's a, a weird line, but I will take the home team. I will take the fact that the Saints are the worst run-stopping team so far through two games, and that's what Seattle likes to do. And you know the 12th man's going to be loud. I'll give the points to take Seattle. Yeah, I understand it. It's all very logical. It makes a lot of sense there. Like I said, this one's kind of a trap game for me. I, I run away from. I'm fascinated to see what happens there because I thought last week we would get a better vision of what Seattle was, and then Roethlisberger got hurt, and that all went to crap. That all disintegrated there. Uh, 44 and a half is the number. Your thoughts on that, Mike? Yeah, that one, I'm going to stay away. I, I could see it going either way. Boy, 24-20. I mean, that sounds like, you know, sort of right in the ballpark there, but I think it'll be like 24-17 maybe, maybe 28-20, so it's a stay away. All right, next one, Pittsburgh Steelers with Mason Rudolph now are going to fly out to San Francisco and see if they can win a football game. The 49ers are another team. I know they have two wins, but they haven't really played anybody yet. And this is another team that I'm kind of, I'm not sure what they are. I don't know if they know what they are. The defense has been good. That I do know. Debo had a good game last week. The running game really got on target last week with Rita and Mostert and uh, Wilson there too. So they've got a three-headed monster rock in there. The number is six and a half that they are favored by. So do you think the Steelers rally around Mason Rudolph and all of a sudden, you know, some kind of magic happens? Or do you think they go out to San Francisco and get buried in the Bay? Yeah, I think like Rudolph gets fired up. He does the LG, let's go in the locker room, starts slinging it all over the place because he doesn't care. You know, he's going to hit James Washington right from the Oklahoma State connection. But I go back to how many things does Pittsburgh, things have to go right for Pittsburgh to win this game. Mason Rudolph has to play well in his first start. Okay. James Conner, who was injured, actually has to come back and they have to be able to run on a San Francisco defense that is actually top 10 in defensive DVOA. Okay. The Pittsburgh pass defense, which is 30th in pass defense DVOA, has to actually stop San Francisco, who's in their home opener. Okay. And then Niners, <laughs> who have a decent, it's just well, too much. a long it's list, too, Mike. Right, I'm it's too tired. much stuff. So, yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking San Francisco. All right. Six and a half, you're taking San Francisco. 43 and a half, are you taking that too? Yeah, I'll take that too. I think they're going to score. I think Rudolph's going to move him up and down the field. I do, but I'm going to take the I think these people will have some garbage time, love, too. I do. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I I really do. All right, the Rams at Browns. The Rams are favored by three, even though it's a a road game for them. And uh, I think this is correct. I think the Rams are a – okay, the Browns, I think, are another team that reading their own press clippings. They really are. And they just went out there on Monday night, and they beat up on the Jets, which, all right, great, good for you. but. That ain't nothing. The Rams, that's different. Now we'll see how healthy Aaron Donald is, but even so, I think the Browns' defense is going to struggle with all these wide receivers that they've got. And I'll tell you what, I just, I think this is another, I think this is another L. I think this is a one and two game uh, setup here for the Browns coming in to Week Four, and that's that's what I think. So the three, it's, I think I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with the three here with the Rams. I think they're going to go out in there and just kind of stick it to the Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield too is, you know, he, he likes to be aggressive with the football and that's sometimes a really good thing, you know, against teams like the jets who don't have the best corners in the world, but sometimes it's not a great thing there with some other teams and the Rams corners play chippy. So uh, I'll tell you what, man, I think it's the Rams in this one. And I think it, the Browns are going to have a longer season than people realize. What are your thoughts on this one? I love when we disagree. Sunday, we Sunday night football in Cleveland. You're giving me points with the home team against a Ram team that is not great on the road. 
You know, oh, you're Jared, right. They are not great on the road. Last year, Joe, Jared Goff at home, 2.75 passing touchdowns, 342 passing yards per game at home, 31.2 fantasy points. How about the road? 17 fantasy points. That's almost half. 1.25 touchdowns, 1.1 interceptions, and only 243 passing yards. Cleveland pass defense is really good. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. I love the home team here. Love the Browns. I get it, but I think they got right against the Jets, and I think they show up in a big way here, put a lot of pressure on golf. All right, man. I can't wait. Next week's show is going to be fun, man. When we get back together and recap some of this stuff. Somebody's going to be smart. <laughs> you know what? We're, you know, here's the truth. The truth is we're going to, you're going to be right. I'm going to be right on certain things. And we're both going to be wrong on certain things. Cause that's, that's what the NFL is. I just feel like it's one of those weeks where when everything looks really good and that's usually when things just go awry. Uh, the number's 47 and a half. Where are you at with that one? I love the over. I think this is going to be a points bonanza. I think for sure the Browns are going to put up 24, 28 points. And I think the Rams will be able to get some things going, maybe on the ground as well. I do like the over. I think this is going to be a fireworks display in Cleveland. It's going to be a lot of points, but I see Baker walking around having a cocky press conference when this is all over. I see I see him crying and moaning and whining about something when this press conference is over. And I can't wait. That's going to be so great to watch. And I like Baker Mayfield, but, you know, he's out there doing commercials and all this stuff yet. Haven't won anything yet, son. Like, you know, that's the thing in the NFL nowadays. You're a personality before you've really accomplished anything. You're a personality just because you're a personality. And I'll tell you what, as as maybe the Rams aren't the best road team, but the Browns haven't been the best home team either. What so did Jerry, we'll what did Jerry Glanville say in Atlanta? NFL means not for long. Baker, yeah. you're not going to be around much longer nope. if you don't start winning some games. Yep, uh, You better. The Jets, like I said, the Jets are not the measuring stick. Not at all. All right, last but not least, or maybe least, I don't know, actually. I, I Let me take that back. Last and maybe least, the Chicago Bears against the Redskins. You know, historically speaking, on Monday night, you know, road team favorites, home dogs. <laughs> you know, this is usually goes the way of the home dog here. Um, I got to say, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is, but there's something about this game that I got another wacky feeling about where I just feel like the Redskins are going to shock everybody because Trubisky's been just that bad. I hope I'm wrong. I'm staying away from this game because it just scares the hell out of me. Are you as terrified as I am? I'll take the points in the Redskins at home. I've been saying all along. Oh my God, Trubis- you're with me on this one. This I'm one, with you. you're with me? Unbelievable. It's so I've funny the saying- ones we agree on today. <laughs> Joe, beginning of the year, I said Trubisky's going to be replaced by Chase Daniel. It's coming, okay? This is not the spot they should have lost against Denver. I was mad about that because I talked that that was my martini game. They should have lost that game against Denver there. Uh, I like David Montgomery. I just don't like Trubisky. And I think you could have Chase Daniel come in and actually unlock this offense, a la Gardner Minshew, who's up tonight, by the way. So I like Washington. If I don't know, I'm going to take the home team getting points. All right, 41 and a half is the number. I'll go under here. <laughs> I, I have no I have no feeling. I just, uh, bad sushi. I have no feeling. <laughs> Look, all, all I know is that the somebody needs to get fired in Chicago because they moved heaven and earth in a draft to get the franchise quarterback, but his name wasn't Patrick Mahomes. And um, that's a giant misfire. That's a giant misfire of epic proportions. It's one thing to draft a quarterback that you love. It's another thing to move all those chips in the table to move up, to take a quarterback and be wrong. And so far it looks like it's wrong. And last year he was inconsistent. I was hopeful that this year he would, it would be the opposite. He would find the consistency and start to figure it out. And there was no reason why we couldn't. And it's starting, you know, what it's starting to remind me of a little bit, the Ryan Tannehill progression, 
Remember like Ryan yeah, Tannehill yep. started off and you're like, oh, okay, you know, they hide on him. He's going to be the guy. And then he, he looked better. And you're like, hey, he's done some good things. He's ready. Year three, he's going to step up. Nope. Year three got worse. Then the injuries crept in. And the next thing you know, he's the backup on the Titans. That's, that's where things are going. All right. It's that time again, boys and girls. It's time for us to find our picks for our upset special. Because upset specials are always on the menu here on the Line Star app with Mike Randall and Joe Pizzopia. So, Mike, what's your upset special this week, week three in the NFL? I do think that the Browns are going to win outright. But if you're going to give me three points on top of that, that's my pick. I think the Browns absolutely cover. I think they win the game outright. But giving me the points at home, Sunday night football, dog pound, Baker's cocky, Goff is not. Give me the Browns. I'll take them over the Rams. All right, you know where I'm going because L.A. is no home for the Chargers. And I love, love, love the Houston Texans on the road. Forget the Jaguars game. That's them and the Jaguars. They're always snippy with each other. They're fighting over there. Jalen Ramsey and Hopkins are fighting. Everyone's fighting. Everything's, everyone's unhappy. Don't worry about it. There's still a laser light show, and they're going to go and put on a show in Los Angeles for all to see. And the stars are going to be out there. And those stars are Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. So don't worry. There you go. Forget the three and a half, because not only are they going to cover that, it's going to be beautiful. They are going to win this game outright. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So there you have it. You have the Texans and uh, the Cleveland Browns for Mike. So it's going to be super fun because we disagree on those games. So next week, this is must listen for sure. This is a must listen podcast next week, no matter what. So there's a lot on there. We've covered everything. We've covered these enormous 20 plus uh, lines here. Mike, have you ever remembered seeing two lines of over 20 in the same week? Ever? I don't. Everybody's been talking about it. Last time was when the strike happened and you had oh. teams there playing oh. scabs, but that's crazy. Listen, I, I believe in Rocky. I told you I made my wife watch all the Rockies. Anything you happen, you're going to give me 20 points. I mean, puncher's chance. Maybe Rosen throws a couple of Preston Williams in the end zone. I mean, why not? You know, but 20 points, come on. I'm with you. I think Rosen, not that he makes a difference, quote unquote, in the outcome, but I think he makes a difference in the line. I really do. I think he's going to find a way to make something happen. You know why? Because he's playing to show that he belongs in the NFL. And I think that is something you care about. Fitzpatrick's just cashing in. He's hanging in. He's hanging on. There's a difference. Rosen is trying to prove he belongs. And I think that is a whole different point of view. One guy at the end of his career on a terrible team, one guy fighting to have a career on a terrible team two very different ends of the spectrum, but it doesn't matter because we've covered them all here. I want to thank Mike Randall as always for joining me here. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at Randall rant. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS 17. And of course, follow us at line star NFL and line star app and make sure you are downloading that line star app and using it for all of your DFS and wagering needs. That'll do it for us. The pre-snap is over. Have a great weekend of football. There's nothing left to do now except set down with You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall.